Hello, and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel. Today, I'm joined by a dear friend, health and wellness coach, business owner, caretaker, and yoga instructor, Tawny Marie. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. All right, let's jump into this. Thank you, Tawny, so much for joining me. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me here today, Carrie. It is such a pleasure. I'm so excited. Yay. So before we jump into today's topic, which is going to be about hair, I would love if you shared with our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you're up to in the day-to-day. Yes. So day-to-day, I am a full-time caregiver, and I work with a 14-year-old boy with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and we've been working together for five years now, which... Oh my gosh, just an amazing experience, something that I happened to fall into thanks to fate and the universe placing it right in front of me. And uh, it's been the fire to fire to my life. You know, just, I mean, a look at the, the darkest parts of life, but also as a result, it's brought the lightest parts. And that definitely ties into part of today's chat. And alongside being a full-time caregiver, I'm a yoga instructor and a health wellness advocate where I just focus on living healthy and happy and sharing that with people in every way that I can, whether it's through diet and nutrition, through lifestyle, through our mindset, through our movement, through our healing, through our self-care, really just trying to to spread healing. How can we heal the world? I love all of that. That is so powerful and awesome. And you're such a badass. And Also just a really great friend of mine for like six years now, which is crazy. Thank you, Craigslist. Yeah. Thank you, Craigslist. (laughs) Shout out to Craigslist for that. Uh, The one really good thing that came out of Craigslist. Love it. Yeah. So let's jump into this topic around hair. So let's just get it out in the open, the elephant in the room or the lack thereof, (laughs) which is Tawny, you're bald. (laughs) Yes, I shaved my head. By choice. By choice. I shaved my head by choice and have now been bald for five months now. Five months of balding. Yeah, or staying bald. So the first question I have for you in regards to that journey is what inspired you? Great question. Okay, so to back up where it began, um, because it was definitely a journey. It wasn't like, it wasn't a Britney Spears move. It just seemed from... (laughs) Tabloid said it was a sudden decision. Yeah. Midlife crisis breakdown. Um, it's good to clarify. So in that regards, it was not in any way, shape or form like that. It was something that I, I thought about for a long time. I would say I began to become curious about the idea of shaving my head after seeing a couple friends do it. Mm. So a friend of mine, I saw her shave her head and donate her hair to an organization called Wigs for Kids. So they make wigs for kids with cancer and other um, hair loss conditions. And I actually saw her through social media do it twice. And it was really just intriguing to see her go without hair and to see her beauty as you know in being bald and then you know grow out her hair which is I think what most people expect in you know when a female shaves her head that you're just going to grow it right back and then she shaved her head again and donated it <laughs> again and has actually kept it shaved since and seeing her beauty definitely inspired me and just seeing another type of beauty and in a way that was giving back to the world. And then I saw another really close friend of mine shave her head and she was just stunning. And it just was like, oh, that that would be cool. It'd be cool to do something and like give back. And with being a caregiver, 
I am inspired to understand people on a greater level. So with working with someone who has a physical disability and condition, working alongside, I've really gotten to know what it's like to seeing someone without the ability. So therefore having that understanding of, wow, a curb, <laughs> that's that's a huge deal. I have so much more gratitude. And as a result, I have so much more gratitude in my life for every little thing I can do. Mm. I can feed myself. I can breathe on my own. I can walk. I can stand. I can bathe. You know, all the things that are easy to take for granted. So as a result of caregiving, I've learned a greater appreciation for the things that I I have and and my abilities. So I've also began curious about how could I understand other people who have other sort of circumstances or conditions. So the thought of shaving my head made me think of females and women who get cancer and then are, you know, as a result are forced to, to shave their heads because they're losing all their hair. And wondering what that would be like. Like, what would that be like to experience being bald? Like, how how would I handle that? How would I feel about myself? And so I, I began as curiosity and then mm. wanting to wanting to understand, like, what if I were to do that by choice? You know, my intention is to never get cancer of any sort, but should that ever come in the future? I want to be as prepared as possible. Like if I were to come to that point, how great would it be to have learned the experience of how to live bald and find find beauty, find confidence and not have it be as a state of like attached know, to your hair. Exactly. Because there's so much <clears throat> identity that's attached to our hair. Like when I first mm-hmm. met you, your hair was really long. Like maybe the longest yes. it's been in the all the years I've known you. It was like I, maybe I want to say almost down to your butt. It was so long and I remember when I first like we first became friends I would always tell you and I still reference this Mm -hmm. that you have quote Disney princess hair (laughs) which is true like your natural hair when it's grown out is like this Disney princess amazing high quality like beautiful hair so I imagine that that's possibly been a piece of how you identify yourself or your identity absolutely and it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because up until just a year and a half ago, my entire life, I have had long hair, mm. like long hair. I, well, yeah. I had one short haircut fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. It was a disaster. <laughs> I had told myself I will never have short hair again. And now was, here you are. It was really, I know, right? <laughs> like I'm just going to go with no hair. I love it. So about a year and a half ago, I decided to cut my hair short to shorter length, which was short for me. Because again, years prior, all the years that you've known me, I had colored my hair, all these different fun, crazy colors from having fire red bangs to red hair, blonde hair, black hair, silver, purple, the rainbow. (laughs) And so I mean, my hair was, although it was very healthy, obviously was damaged to an extent from being colored just over and over. And so cutting it short year and a half ago was a way to start fresh and just have my natural hair for the first time in over 10 years Mm. and a year later is when I went from being short to bald (laughs) which is kind of funny (laughs) to think about and being inspired by my friends who I saw them shave their head and I was like you know what that would be a really cool thing to do I mean just a personal growth journey to learn how to understand females going through hair loss and also be able to make a statement as well and that's kind of more so what it's become and in keeping my head shaved is I don't want people to expect me to have hair oh and I love that kind of jumping ahead to post shaving my head many people's first question was you know what did you do did you donate it or did you like why why did you do it and they'd be asking if I 
gave it away. I'm like, yeah, I did. I, I gave my hair away and donate to an extent. And then many people's reactions or expectations was that I would just then begin growing my hair out. But that wasn't the point. The point of shaving mm. my head was for me first. It was like to donate and do something good was like a cherry on top, just already undergoing an amazing journey, which was for me personal development, personal growth and wanting to gain understanding, wanting to gain gratitude because I've always have had hair. I've always have had long hair and recognizing, wow, I have taken for granted the fact that I have always had hair. I have always had long hair. I don't want to be that way. I, I want to have the utmost gratitude for what I do have, what I am able to grow. And what better way to learn that gratitude than to live without it? You know, we hear so many mm. times, you know, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. And so that was another piece of wanting to learn what it's like to be without it so that when it, I do eventually grow it back or when it did grow back, I would have the full appreciation and gratitude that I want to have for it and not taking advantage of just having hair. I love that we just dived into that. And I know we're going to get into even more, <laughs> uh, especially once we start talking about where your hair has gone and how yes. close by it actually is, which is <laughs> wonderful. Uh, <laughs> so stay tuned, y'all. But yes, to come, let's talk about the difference between you coming to this like, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to shave my head bald versus you being like, I'm committed and then enacting a plan. Because from what I know, it was very intentional where you had your hair shaved, who shaved it, all of the thoughts and processes that went into the actual act of shaving your head. So let's let's dive back in time a little bit and talk about that. Yes. So it was in September of 2018 that... I would say I decided to do it. So I'd been just curious and I was with some friends in Mexico and I was actually with one of the friends who had shaved her head and was just stunning with being bald. And I was like, oh my gosh, you were a goddess. Like, oh, so sexy. <laughs> um, like, and like without hair, that's so amazing, so powerful. And so I was like, you know what? I just chatting with them like, you know, I've been thinking about shaving my head and like, I think I'm going to do it. Immediately, both of my friends were like, yes, do it. And I just kind of said, okay, all right, cool. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so from there, it evolved and that I began thinking about it more and more. So I knew I was going to do it, wanting to be able to give back. So then I, one of the next things I did was I looked up and researched how long my hair would have to be in order to donate it all. Because again, I want it to be long enough so I could do that as well. You know, if I'm going to go through this journey, like I might as well wait until a point in time where I can give back at the same time, you know, pay it forward and, and share my hair and not just get rid of it and like let it go to waste. Like I want to be able to pass it on. And so with the length of my hair still being relatively short, I was thinking, okay, sometime next year in the beginning of the year. So between September and the new year is when I just began thinking about it more and more. It was cool because in that process, I was, even while I still had my hair, I was doing this personal growth journey, digging deeper and understanding like why, like what am I going to get from this? What am I wanting to get out of this? And one of the things that I realized is I struggle with confidence. I struggle with belief. And one of my intentions in shaving my head is to learn to be confident, to learn to feel beautiful without having hair. Because what I realized in reflecting back is that hair has always been a clutch for me, something mm. that I relied on, part identity, but part in that confidence, in that self-esteem about and how I would feel about myself. And like feeling enough. Yes. And like thinking back to like at the times that I've done, 
I would say the craziest stuff to my hair in a weird way. It was when I had the least belief in myself and I felt like the worst about myself. And so Mm. as a way to like counter that, I would do all this stuff to my hair to make myself feel good about myself rather than finding that on an internal level Mm. and realizing that power. And then that's when I, you know, again, just begin to dig deeper in the idea of shaving my head you know, it was terrifying, like not knowing what is it going to be? How am I going to look? How I'm going to feel? But more so, what is it going to be like to let go of what I've always held on to as an identity, what I've always held on to as a clutch? You're removing the smoke screen from your life. <sighs> There's like nowhere to hide. And that's the thing about hair, right? Like you can kind of hide in your mm-hmm. hair. You put a hat on and suddenly you're like pretty covered <laughs> in every way, right? So to have all that beautiful hair and for it to be a big piece of of who you are and, and how you felt about yourself and then to to make the leap to, yes. to let go of that is so mm-hmm. powerful. Ah. Yes. It was over the fall and into the New Year's when it, if you think like a pot, begin to simmer. And I believe it was in February or March and I decided, okay, it's going to happen. And then I was chatting with one of my best friends who lives down near Santa Rosa and she had done my hair in the past when she lived um, in the same city as me. So she had dyed my hair silver and purple and, you know, was able to do hair and all that good stuff. But she's also like my spiritual friend. Like she oh, knows yeah. how to like just around her, you just feel the energy, you feel the love. And it's a, it's such a deep connection. So even before when she had done my hair, like she had poured so much love and energy into it. So we were chatting on the phone. And I was sharing with her how I'm going to shave my head. I plan to shave my head. And it just kind of came out in speaking. I'm like, man, like if I could choose anyone to shave my head, I would love it to be you. Like if you could do the honors, that would be the most amazing thing. And her response was, okay, cool. So when are you going to come down and visit? When are you <laughs> going to come down and visit from Oregon so we can do this? Which kind of caught me off guard. So then I was like, oh, I guess let me look at my calendar. <laughs> so then we ended up connecting a couple of days later, look at our calendars and see, okay, when do they mesh up and in what time frame and we decide on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yes. Awesome. Which was so powerful. <laughs> cool. So the date was set and it became even more real. And again, just recognizing, wow, I've identified with my hair. I want to channel confidence. I want to channel belief. And I want to discover where that's at on an internal level rather than an external level. And so a month prior, the universe placed in front of me this amazing opportunity. I was visiting with one of my really good friends and randomly she just happened to share with me something really personal and that she, due to hair loss, had began using a headpiece, which is like a smaller form of a wig to fill in her hair. And in that conversation, it was also when I shared with her, I'm going to be shaving my head in a month. <laughs> and <laughs> so when she shared with me what was going on with her, my immediate thought was, what if I could give my hair to her? Like, how could I turn my hair into a headpiece for her? And so secretly knowing like there must be a way. So after hanging out after that weekend, I went home and I, I Googled, like there has to be a way that I can turn my hair into a specific piece rather than just donating it to an organization or, you know, a, a pot of random hair. And it wasn't easy to find, but I ended up finding a, a company that does that. <laughs> and so just next level experience of not just doing something good for someone random in the world, but 
being able to have a plan to gift my friend my hair, which I then ended up calling her up and asking her, I think it was about a week before I was about to shave my head and asked if I could give her my hair and if she would want my hair. And it was just the most beautiful connection and conversation and so, and then I was locked into shaving my head. Was there a fear like leading up to it? And I guess at that point you couldn't, in a sense, you couldn't really back out. You really couldn't because you planned a trip mm-hmm. and you found somebody that you were going to donate it to specifically. So now it's like a day or two before the actual day. How are you feeling? Leading up was a crazy feeling. I began making my drive down two days prior and it was a whole weekend trip. It's a long drive to think about this. Yes, it was a long time to to think. The wind in your hair and you're like, ah, the feeling like (laughs) my eye. How is it going to feel when it's gone? Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) So that's one of the first things I noticed after shaving my head was I got in my car and the windows were down and it's like, oh my gosh, there was not a single piece of hair flying in my face, poking my eye or tickling my neck. Like I could just have full speed of wind and just feel blissful. (laughs) blissfully bald yes blissfully bald so that's what it feels like afterwards um so leading up to it I was excited at the first and foremost I was excited I was excited and I was ready and because I had thought about it for so long I had the date set for so long that I had peace in knowing that it was just coming it was coming it was just going to happen and I was ready I had been ready that was in itself was an amazing feeling just feeling ready uh, ready to let go. Mm. Um, although of course ego to an extent tries to hold on and totally it wasn't until really the morning of that the nerves began the night before. However, we had, or just the day before we had gone on a, a nature walk through the redwoods. And then we went to this ecstatic dance, which is dancing with under the influence of nothing, just pure energy. And that was setting the best tone to, to just dance freely. I remember taking my hair tie out and dancing and just shaking my head, knowing that a day late, 24 hours later, I would not have hair. So I just embraced hair to the fullest in <laughs> dancing and shaking. And, you know, it was a hot hair mess and I loved it. <laughs> And then the next morning, it was real. It was like, okay, today's the day. I guess later on in a few hours, like, I guess, well, we're going to do the thing. So <laughs> so we went for another just, you know, nature walk through the redwoods and had a, a beautiful morning just, yeah, connecting with nature. And then it was getting time. We're like, okay, I guess we should start getting ready. The sun was pond sunset. And so we got ready and set up on the back deck, just overlooking all the trees and the sunset. And then we began. So it was just like, okay, now it's time. So my friend Erica, she began putting my hair in little tiny ponytails all over my head. (laughs) And then I did the honors of shaving because like I wanted, I want to be the one to, to get rid of it. And so she held my hair up and she gave me the clippers, the buzzers, and I started in the middle of my head and just began shaving off, you know, one little section at a time. And, and it was such a liberating feeling to be so ready to like discover like what is under here? What am, 
what am I about to find? Yeah. And I guess that's, that's how I felt. Like, what is, like, what is this? I'm just so excited and still, again, nervous as heck. I mean, I had, when I get really stressed, I get cold sores. And that morning, one head started to come on. I was like, well, of course, because <laughs> I'm nervous as fuck <laughs> to shave my head and go bald. Like, I'm about to have no hair in 24 hours. So like internally, it was interesting because on a logical level, I was so excited and so ready, but my body was freaking out. It's It was like two people all, all in one. And so then she, together, we shaved the rest of my head. It was so, so liberating. Free. And it was like immediately I had self-confidence and self-belief, which is ironic because I feel like it's so easy for females to again, rely on your hair for that. And so in the experience of shaving one's head, one might feel less secure and less confident mm. and almost like want to crawl in, crawl into a shell. Yeah. Um, versus for me, it was like taking off the shell and just like, here I am, here here I, I am. am. <laughs> <laughs> and just stepping into, into me and, and then seeing myself in the mirror and in the reflection of the, the window it was like I was able to see myself for the first time mm. and really because people are always shocked if, when I share with them, Oh, I struggle with belief and I've struggled with confidence. Like, wow, really? Because you seem so confident and so this and so that. And it was like for the first time I could see what everyone else saw mm. without having hair, without having that security blanket that oh, I had identified so with. Wow. That's like, Ooh, that's so, <sighs> I'm like getting, this is what this podcast is about. Ooh, I have uh, all the <laughs> chills. <laughs> chills, yes. I, only, I couldn't even verbalize the feeling because it's like I'm there with you. Oh, my goodness. So to let go of the identity. It was letting go of the identity. To re repurpose where you find your identity and to stop looking in the mirror for that feeling of enoughness. To feel it. To feel it and to know it. And to just be it. Yes, be. To know that it's also not something that we find. It's not something we discover. It, like you said, it's something that we all already are. Mm. And when we acknowledge and recognize that, then we can feel it. We don't need a mirror to show us that. We don't need that validation. We don't need to I identify with other things to in order to have those feelings of belief and to, to feel confident we already all have that. We already have everything we already are. And for me, shaving my head was the way to, to see it, to see it so that I could feel it. Mm. When we seek things externally, we're surprised when we come up empty. But we shouldn't be surprised because you can't find something externally and grip onto it and have that be your identity. It has to come from inside. And this experience that you're sharing with us is such a profound shift in consciousness for you and for you to share it with us. Everyone that's listening, myself included, is it's a shift for us. And that's why, among so many other reasons, like you being one of my best friends <laughs> and someone I just think is a badass and absolutely adore, I felt compelled to bring you on here to chat about it. A question I do have for you after having shaved your head is and I, you touched about this a little bit earlier, is how were people's reactions, you know, family, friends, 
or even just random people who didn't know you before to have hair? Did you feel that there was any difference in how people treated you or or anything at all? What was your experience post-shaving? It's been such an exciting experience. It definitely catches people off guard. The people who know you. And people that don't. People don't expect females to have a shaved head. Yeah, true. Um, They don't expect females to have a shaved head by choice. Yeah. (laughs) And so I do see, just in random people I see out and about, I do notice how it catches people off guard. And I see other people doing a, a double take. And it's almost like, then it feels like, are they checking to see if I look sick? Like, are they seeing if, <laughs> wow. I, if I have cancer or mm. I've only been asked once. Um, you have been asked though. I have been Some, asked. Somebody actually directly asked you that? Yes. However. Wow, the balls on that person. Wow. Uh, but it was a, a beautiful experience because at oh, first. Really? Okay. I would have expected if someone were to ask me, oh, do you have cancer? It would be in a a negative way, like just assuming, but it was actually from a woman who had recently had cancer. So she was coming from a place of like wanting to know, like Mm. I, you know, I just got over having lost my hair. I'm curious, like, is that something you're going through? And it was so heartfelt and, it was like, wow, thank you so much for asking. Cause that's, that was actually, has been the only person to ask that. Although I assume many people have wondered, questioned. Mm. Um, and that's so I was able to share with her no and share with her the reason why. Um, but again, one of the reasons why I wanted to shave my head and keep it shaved is to, to hold space for females to have a shaved head mm. again, to break the societal norms that females are expected to have hair or that females are expected to have hair in order to be beautiful. And I don't want people to assume that if you see a female with a shaved head, that she's one donated to a friend with cancer or that she has cancer herself. Like I want it to be acceptable for females to have a shaved head, to have a bald head by choice and to see that as beauty and have it be acceptable and again not have it be expected and that's what didn't sit right with me and when I first shaved my head I didn't know how long I would keep it shaved or if I would keep it shaved I didn't decide that ahead of time I've everything I've just taken as it's gone but being open to however I feel but definitely not with the intention of immediately starting to grow it back like I yeah I'm just going to see and when someone asked me right afterwards, actually, someone asked me, like, do we need to get you a wig? And, oh, whoa. Okay. And wow. so funny because I'm like, no, like quite the opposite. Like the reason I'm doing it is to hold this, like this space in being bald. Um, I want to hold that for women and show that you can be confident. You can, you are beautiful. It's a whole different type of beauty. And I feel a complete different beauty than when I had hair. Like to go off on a a different note, the feeling of feminine. I feel more feminine than I ever have. And that's without having hair. And it's ironic. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it's so empowering. And I think as a result of not having hair, instead of, you know, a regular outfit would be yoga pants and, you know, a comfy t-shirt or just something kind of low key, kind of workout attire, now I feel compelled to wear flowy clothes. So again, still just as comfortable, if not actually more comfortable than yoga pants, but just <laughs> Love like, it. like loose skirts and, you know, flowy tops. 
jewelry. I have fallen in love with different types of jewelry now that I wear and it brings a whole other type of beauty, a whole other type of energy. Again, to be able to have a powerful energy and not have it come from hair. So showing women how they can do, how they can do that and that it can be done and walking around with confidence and continuing to have a shaved head does that. And so especially the people that know me and are seeing me continue on without having hair and for people who don't know me, just people, random people who see me just be my confident, beautiful self. Oh, I love that. That is all just so empowering and badass and like we were saying before, living baldly. Living baldly. I do want to hear more about how people reacted. Yes. A lot of my close friends, I, I tried to share with people. And at first, if someone hadn't seen me, if I was about to meet up with them, I would give them a heads up via text. Like, hey, by the way, when you see me, I I, I don't have hair. So that it wouldn't be a complete shock. And one person I forgot to, or I didn't share, actually was a therapist that we work with from caregiving. And she walked in the room and like screamed and jumped because it just like not in a terrified way, but just like in such like shock and surprise, like, whoa, whoa, that's you. (laughs) And it was like, yes, it is. It was just so, so cool. But strangers has been my favorite reaction. Observing people observe me. Kids in particular, especially Mm. kids and especially little girls. We don't see females oftentimes having shaved heads. And when I thought back, like as a child, I'm like, has anyone ever offered me the option to have a shaved head? No, no, never. The expectation was that I would have hair of some length. It would be short. Do you want your hair short or do you want it long or where in the middle? It was never the option to not have hair. And so again, without even realizing that as a society, we're teaching females to be expected to have hair. You know, again, Mm. the question is at what length will you have it? Not if you will have it. Whereas males, I feel like they're given the option anywhere from, you know, a buzz cut zero to having long hair. Where do you want to have it? Anywhere in the middle. So with little girls, they definitely stare, but they (laughs) stare in like a really curious way. And it's like, I see their brain programming in this little instant, like observing like, oh, there's a female. She has no hair. Okay. You know, then moving forward. And even if it's just that, oh, it's so powerful. And I love, like, if I could just be around as many children, you know, both, you know, boys and girls, for them to have that slight learning experience of seeing it and therefore knowing it's okay mm-hmm. and therefore having that as another expectation of normalcy. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I love that. So it's funny because one of the reasons, I mean, one of the main reasons I want to shave my head is to, again, let go of identities, let go of identities and just be me. And without having hair, people are forced to see me. Like they're forced to look at my face, look me in the eyes. Mm. And, it, and that in itself is powerful and can definitely be intimidating. I think for a lot of people, I feel a strong energy. And so I know other people feel that strong energy as well, but it's also creates stronger connections to people because again there's nothing to be distracted by when someone is happens to glance at me like they are looking at me <laughs> does that make you feel more seen absolutely and like more seen for who you are not just what you present to the world physically it does it feels vulnerable but at the same time it feels empowering like mm. 
here I am. I have nothing to hide. I will stand in myself. I'm going to stand in my true self. And hair has nothing to do with that. Ooh. You know, hair can be absolutely everything, which for me it was for many years. Hair was everything. But on the flip side, hair can be absolutely nothing. It's the power you choose to give it. Yeah, it's the significance that we give to it and the attachments that we form to it. And you've gone through what I would say is a practice of releasing attachment to identity that was attached to hair previously. And here you are months later and it's still not here. (laughs) Or should I say it's still not hair? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's almost hair. (laughs) It's almost hair. I find it funny that another thing that I've gotten is asking if I'm lesbian. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? So if I have a shaved head and I don't have cancer, it's not for this like crazy reason, then people pivot to are you a lesbian? uh, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which is also not the case. (laughs) How interesting. I am continuing just to be me without hair. Have you shared that with your family member who is a lesbian? Like. I'm curious what she would think. I don't think I have. My sister is lesbian. Yeah. Shout out to Mariah if you're listening right now. You're a badass. We love you. Yes. But it is funny, too, that my mom has shared with me is that people who have spoken with her have asked if she's sharing photos of us and point to me and ask if I'm the daughter who's lesbian. Oh, what? That's so funny. And then they're like, but it's funny because people, again, assume like, oh, well, I would have assumed that out of your two daughters, if one were to shave her head, it would be the one who's lesbian. And again, it's like, that's the whole point of this. No, the whole point is that females, straight, young, old, lesbian, bisexual, whatever, like, it doesn't matter. You can just be a female, period, and have a shaved head, period. End of story. You are beautiful. You can have no hair and you are still beautiful and you're still female, period. End of story. That's so crazy. Wow. People are interesting, right? (laughs) And those are just things that are kind of embedded in our society, right? Like, let's go get you a pickup truck, man. (laughs) You know, people are going to lose their shit if you're driving a pickup truck. Oh, my goodness. Let's just take the stereotype all the way. I know, but it's interesting (laughs) to see how we do that as a way to try to understand. Because really what it shows is that people just don't understand. Mm, Yeah. And that is one of the biggest points of why I've continued to keep my head shaved with the intention of changing people's understanding, changing people's expectations. Like, again, I want people to expect me not to have hair just as they expected me to have hair. Mm. Because creating that space of expectation or no expectation, but normalizes to, things. Yeah, to have either, either spectrum and have it be ex- acceptable and o- okay. And the more okay that you are with it, I'm sure the more okay everybody else is with it. Because you could have shaved your head and then allowed any you know, ego insecurity to come in and eat you alive and then like tried to grow it back as quickly as possible or scrambled. But that's not the experience that you chose for yourself. You shaved your head and you embraced your bald badassery and then you kept it shaved. And it feels to me that you've learned so much, but also what you've been able to teach other people are things that you can't even possibly share because how could you know the things that people have learned beyond what they've shared with you there's so much more to that iceberg of like this sim like single act that you took was such a huge wave 
is how I see it. And speaking of it being a huge wave, mm-hmm. we're going to get to the waves crashing in on us, the wave that is crashing in on us. If you're still with us. And I hope you are, because this is something that we've been alluding to. Tawny's hair is hair with us right now. <laughs> and I actually have it. So the person that Tawny was talking about earlier when she shared that she had a friend who was experiencing hair loss um, and then she at the same time had made the decision, set the date, the time, the person, the shavery, (laughs) if that's (laughs) even a word, it is now. That person is me and that is and has been like my big secret that I've been harboring for over a year now. The reality is I never had great Disney princess hair like Tawny. Um, that was never a part of my identity. I always did have thinner, finer hair. I had had some like really bad um, instances even going to get my hair cut. Had like weird hair trauma around not having great hair. But it was always enough. You know, I was like, okay, well, I can still make this work. And I wasn't like losing it. It just wasn't a shit ton of hair. It was just, I had enough hair. And then I switched my birth control. I came off of the pill and I switched to the next planon, which is the stick that goes in your arm, which is fucking awesome, by the way. But the after effect of that and the reality that came after it is that the hormonal change triggered something in my genetics to cause much quicker hair loss. So I went from just having like not super great hair that was thin, that was okay. And I was rocking it and it was fine to like literally gobs of hair coming out in the shower. And it just, my self-esteem around it because there was no choice involved in this. It was really, really hard for me. And at the time I had a semi new job and we do a lot of filming at my work And every once in a while, I'd be in like a quick shot, even if we didn't use it in the video, seeing it and I'd see myself because the hair loss had like really become a loss, right? Because before I wasn't actually losing hair beyond what a normal person would lose, knowing that I was losing a lot of hair and then seeing myself on film and being faced with like the reality, I just... I wasn't showing up to work a hundred percent anymore. I, my confidence was down. I was just feeling like really sad about myself because I just wanted to be normal. It was to me, it wasn't, I never really had the luxury of having an identity come from hair because I never had a ton of hair to like identify with, but losing what I did have was really like heart wrenching and devastating to be completely honest. And from there, I started researching, you know, I think the first thing women do if they start losing their hair, um, and if you've lost your hair or you know someone who's gone through this, you might know exactly what I'm talking about. The first thing that women do is start looking at like medical ways to like grow it back or Rogaine or like whatever options there are out there to like not be losing your hair anymore. And I definitely simmered on that for a while. But I found the online Instagram community actually for the hair loss community, which is fucking thriving and awesome. And I found a girl online who had what is called a topper. 
and that is like half of a wig it's or maybe less than half of a wig because a wig is actually a lot of fucking hair <laughs> is what <laughs> I found out. I know a lot of, more about hair now than I ever did and a wig is like a, a lot of fucking hair but a topper is just some hair that goes on the top so that it can help you cover where you're losing your hair and for me it's like just the top of my hair which is also weird like I still have hair on the side and I do still have hair it's just noticeably thin and to the effect that I didn't want to be out in public and have people notice that my hair is missing in places or less in some places and have that be how people see me or how I see myself it was really affecting my image to myself and confidence as well so I made a bold move and I went and I got a hair topper that was its whole own thing and tried that out learned throughout having that hair topper that it wasn't you know the highest quality best hair topper that I could have gotten just because the hair type was super super thick and my hair is naturally very thin so it wasn't blending super well but amazingly people had did not notice like not at all. I, I put it on and wore it. I remember being so nervous going to like a friend's house and showing them. I, I was going to tell them. Right. So I went in with the intention of telling them and my friend, Chris, I hope you're listening to this. because It's funny. I see him and he's like, he just stops and he looks me up and down. And he goes, damn, you look good. Like what is it? Did you do your makeup different? And he's like, you're, is it the outfit? Is this a new outfit? He could not figure out what was different about me. And it was literally just that I had, well, twice as much hair all of a sudden. And so I've, I had been rocking that out and making it um, work for me, knowing that hair pieces don't last forever. And I knew that I'd need to get a new one. And I wanted at that point, a higher quality one. And in the process of going about thinking how I was going to acquire a new piece that was going to work better for me than the one that had kind of kicked me off. I knew that I needed to tell people that I loved what I was going through and just share that vulnerability with them. And Tawny, I had been waiting to tell Tawny forever. Actually, she travels a lot. You travel a lot, dude. I do. So you can be kind of hard to catch. <laughs> and we also tend to end up being in these big social scenarios where it's like you and me and like five other people or something. And I didn't want to be like, hey, Tawny and everyone, I'm losing my hair. Like it just didn't seem like it was going to suit the moment. We're also like, hey, guys, cheers. Hairs to this. Like <laughs> it's not going to go along with the evening that we're having. So there came a time where we had actually a group gathering going on and it was, again, it was like a few weeks out or a month out from when you were already planning on shaving your head. And when you got there, I was able to pull you aside and I had, I think I had the piece off at the time. So it was sitting in the, my bedroom. So I knew I could show you. And like, I thought that would be a great way to explain it. So I brought you down there and, and I showed you and I just told you the truth. I just told you, dude, it's like, been a really hard time for me in the last handful of months and the reality is that I am actually losing my hair and this is where I'm at now and I've stopped looking for like a medical answer because to my best knowledge there isn't one right now um, we have touch screens but we, we can't solve hair loss <laughs> welcome to 2019 this is society I don't know but yeah it felt amazing to tell you that and then for you to respond with I'm shaving my head. It's like the craziest thing. Like I would, I had no idea that you were shaving your head. And so it just was so crazy. Like these two opposites colliding between the two of us. 
And then weeks later, before you shaved your head, you called me and I didn't even have words when you told me what you were doing with your hair. And now here, here it is, right? And here we are. And here we are talking about it. And and why are we talking about it, right? I, I mean, we've talked about your side, which I think is super empowering. But also, why would I bother to share about this? Because I, ha- I don't owe anybody an explanation. Nobody, quote, deserves to know what's going on with me and my hair or maybe even gives a fuck. I don't know. But I'm talking about it and sharing this on the same lens that you are, which is it shouldn't be that crazy or weird that somebody's losing their hair in society. It's like so many women are actually going through hair loss. So many women and, and, you know, going through a medical treatment for like cancer, that's one thing, but there is actually a ton of reasons why women go through hair loss and we don't talk about it and we don't acknowledge it and we just hide it. And so coming out of hiding from that for me, is empowerment. It's like, here I am. Here's the truth. And and that's okay. And this is normal. And like, literally, Tawny's hair is on my head right now. And you know what I think about that? It's fucking cool, man. Like, it's like, it is the coolest thing anyone's ever done for me. Hands down. I can't imagine anything like a cooler gift ever, ever. And it's just amazing. So that is my big fat secret and I've been harboring it for a long time and whether you're a really good friend of mine and you're listening to this or you've never met me now you know here's a little piece of my soul and guess what my soul is fucking bald so (laughs) (laughs) I have extra hair (laughs) that's right (laughs) all of our souls are bald okay reality check none of our souls have hair on them okay straight up spirits that's right And it's great hearing from you, Tawny, for so many reasons, but also like there might come a day where I'm just like, dude, fuck this. And I shave my head. That could totally happen. And if that does happen, you know who's going to be shaving my head? Tawny. Oh, I would love to do that. 100%. I'm big on full circle. So if there comes a day where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shave this head. Tawny will be shaving my head, y'all. So you can hold me to that if and when that day comes. And speaking of shaving, you know, just in general, females shaving their head. I have to say, I recommend it yeah. just for the experience to do it because you give yourself permission to, and regardless of what anyone else thinks, regardless of how anyone else chooses to see you, knowing that in that moment and going forward, you get to choose how to see yourself. It may not be necessary to strip away necessarily hair to, to see your true self, but just to go through the experience, you know, if no one has ever offered you the opportunity as a female to shave your head and it calls to you, do it, do it and learn that there are so many other ways to channel beauty and to just discover it on a deeper level. And to know that just brings a different type of beauty. Like, will you look the same? No, you're gonna look completely fucking different. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but in its own way. And when you own it, that in itself is the beauty and is the power, is the energy you channel into it. It's not what you see in the mirror. It's not what other people see. It is how you choose to walk in it. And for that experience, I would recommend it to every female because it is hands down the most empowering experience I have ever had. So I want to encourage <laughs> encourage people. And if you're being forced to shave your head because of circumstances, choose to walk into it because you're a beautiful goddess already. 
Absolutely. Thank you for that, Tawny. And thank you so much for joining me. And then I also want to ask you my final question, which is, what are you so full of today? I am so full of presence. Mm. I'm so full of presence and just being here and recognizing the ability to be here. Mm. I'm so full of, I'd say, a specific gratitude for ability. Wow. Oh, that's so beautiful. And if you guys enjoyed listening to Tawny's story and even my story, we're making hair story here <laughs> today. AKA hister- history. History. Hair story. <laughs> hair story. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for joining us, but also would be awesome if you wanted to connect with Tawny, if you want to talk to her or ask her any questions, whether that's about living baldly, uh, if it's about health and wellness, the business that she's running, her caretaking. Uh, her being a yoga instructor, all the freaking awesome shit that she is up to. You can find her on Instagram at Tawny, which is T-A-W-N-Y underscore inspires living. Um, And then you can also connect with her online if you are into health and wellness. She has a website. It is Tawny Martin, T-A-W-N-Y-M-A-R-T-I-N dot Arbonne, which is A-R-B-O-N-N-E dot com. And you can check her out there as well. Um, And you're always welcome to send me a DM at Soulful of It on Instagram as well. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And thank you again, Tawny, so much for showing up and being your authentic, badass, powerhouse self. We are so grateful to have you and for sharing your journey. I know it's going to inspire way more people than we even could possibly imagine. And, And just so much gratitude for that. So thank you for showing up and being who you are and here you are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Carrie. I'm so honored and blessed to be here with you today and to share this space, to share now hair and to share so many things, you know, a long friendship that I anticipate to be forever through the end of our lives and even past that. Yeah. Even Um, when you're not with me, you are. Yes. I will be with you every day now. (laughs) I will be on on your head. Here she is, man. Here she is. 